All right. Hey, guys, episode 85. Um, I'm Adam, and then I've got Justin and Juan here with me. This is kind of starting off the the run of guest episodes that we're planning to do for February leading up to the regular season. Um, we're going to try to turn out like two a week, but I think it, it's only right to start with Juan, who we've recorded with in the past, um, but the footage never made it to you guys, and it was like a great okay. conversation. Um, but I think the funniest part for me was I was looking at like the notes that we had for this show and the notes that we had for the past show. And it's like so different, um, how much the club has changed since then. Definitely. Yeah, no, not losing that footage, um, from the first conversation was so heartbreaking, uh, <laughs> just because of how good it was such a good conversation. And, um, just having to share that news with Juan that we lost the footage, was so devastating and so I'm, I'm happy to have him back <laughs> you know hopefully this time you know things work out correctly <laughs> yeah it was Double funny triple we, checking so... that this thing's recording yeah <laughs> every second <laughs> um it's fine yeah like the, the main point of the show notes last time we talked was it was like right before tati had left um so we were we were thinking about like nines that are coming in and as much as the club is different now, it's funny how things kind of stay the same because here we are still kind of wondering like who our nine is going to be thinking the about like, questions. yeah, thinking about like post maxi plans that we're actually post maxi and we haven't solved the issue. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it's funny how things like change, but they also kind of stay the same. Well, it's funny to think that we would have a plan to replace maxi, like thinking now in the, in the actual mature brain that, that he's gone. Um, to think that there would be a plan or that you could plan for something like that is insane. Um, and so it's kind of funny to think that we were even considering that back then. The thing is for me <laughs> is that we had the replacement and we let him go. <laughs> it was there already to me. Santi. Um, Santi was the replacement. Santi was, you know, not to really replicate what he did as a player in the club, but... You know, as in playing style and as in vision, you know, as a creative vision within the field, he was that player to create. So, you know, having him, like, leave the way he did, mostly like everyone did this offseason, it's just been kind of heartbreaking, you know? So Yeah, I was going to say, now it's it's so much more than just replacing Maxi, right? It's like replacing Maxi, Collins, uh, Tinnerholm, um, Hebert took off too, Sean took off. Uh, Acevedo took off you know we're losing not only starting players but we, we're losing depth players too and at the moment we haven't seen much actually come back in we've got you know Alenich that's coming in at I guess like right back and then we have Kufre who was just announced yesterday officially um, although we all kind of knew about it for a little while at left back so the the defense which I think has worried everybody the least in terms of departure is the part that we actually strengthened um, and our attack is still kind of a big yeah. question mark right I mean, I, I trust in the guys that we have. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tough when you lose, in my opinion, the best number 10 in the league, um, the best center back, arguably top three in the league. Um, Sean, when he's on, top three in the league. Um, Tenor Holm, I believed, was number one right back in the league for a couple of years outside of um, the dude from Montreal. He kind of took over last year as, as yeah. the number one. but. It's tough to lose your number ones, but like league number one to threes, um, all in one one window. I mean, who do you think, uh, Juan? Who do you think is the biggest loss uh, from the off season? The off season. Well, let me start with like Maxi 
I don't think he's going to be the the biggest one just because even after the the championship season, like many felt like that was going to be it. You know, that was like a perfect way for him to like leave the club. You know, he was there from like the first days, and then for him to win the championship was like you know that's it. That's what he wanted. He wanted to win something with the club, and he actually did. You know, with the Campeones Cup with this season, this past season, but the MLS Cup was like the the perfect way to bow out. Say you know, so Maxi like we kind of saw it coming even before. So you know the fact that he just um, announced that he was leaving probably took everyone by surprise due to how it was announced. But I saw it coming. But for me, like going back to the question, I think the biggest loss has been Callens because you know the leadership uh, leadership that he like uh, post and like you know the experience like yeah he might not have been you know be the best with english but you saw it in the field that he was like commanding very like he understood it. like he communicated with everyone so the fact that you know and he scored goals this past season it's not that he wasn't like scoring or anything if he was like a player that was only like on defense we would have probably like you know why he defended only he never really contributed to anything else, but like this past season, he went and scored a lot of goals for a defensive player. Losing that type of like, you know, type of asset within the field, like it's just gonna be tough to replace. And like, as you guys spoke about it, Kufre and Ilenich, I think is his name. Like mm -hmm. we brought in two players to actually cover for that one loss, in my opinion. So, <laughs> because um, given that, you know, I kind of before the episode, I went into YouTube and trying to see like some highlights of both players. Both players have the same characteristic. They go up like the wings. They can play like um, Kufre has a really good like long shots. So like they, he could like shoot from outside the box. He goes into attack. So he kind of fit, fits into what Callens did, did this last season. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I yeah, go back that's... to, uh, oh, sorry, but, sorry, I go back to uh, that statement you made when you, when you were talking about how important Collins was, and I believe it was a quote from our manager, I don't know if it was Cushing or, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah, at the time, but he was saying how he found a system to get Collins to play center back, left back, in the midfield, and striker, like, how do you lose a player that can do all of that for you in a system? And, and continue to survive. So is that your answer too, Justin? Yeah, Collins? without a doubt. Okay, well then we're a, we're a full, we're across the board with Collins here. That's mine too. Obviously, uh, I think well-documented my favorite player on the team for quite a few years. So, you know, heartbreaking to lose him on the field and as a, I think a personality in the locker room, like you said, Juan. But I was going to say the same thing. You know, when you have a player that is at center back and he's able to play out of the back so well and like join the attack, there's only... A handful of center backs in the world that are like you know scoring five six goals a season for their teams um and like shockingly we had one of those handful in the world on our team in the mls which is crazy um and you know especially with his age it's insane you know to make like a european transfer at his age um is crazy and you know definitely wishing the best for him but i think you're right Juan, that we have you know we're trying to fill his hole with multiple different players which is just insane to think about yeah, and even like, even yesterday during the press conference, uh, I think it was two days ago. I forgot about it. 
even just Justin Hag was like, if they want me to play center back, I can play center back. So it might be one of the other options. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, and you know, kind of transitioning like in the terms of like the attacking line. Trust we have the right players, but me for me, I think that um, one Andrade should be the main striker. They should keep this uh, Magno on the wings. I think that kind of like let's say we could fight off the season. Say so, you know I'm not saying we're gonna be like terrible, but you know it's a trend. It's a transitional season, and I think if anything, this is gonna be where you know things are gonna be kind of tough. But like we should stick behind the team. Yeah, no, I think um, if anything, there, there's two players you can rely on in the attack two that you can rely on in the midfield and everyone else has kind of just got to prove it again. Um, GP, you know, is he, you know what he's going to bring. Uh, Talas, you know what he's going to bring. Um, Tiago, he's him and, and uh, Matty, they have to prove it. Um, so those are the question marks, I think, in attack. Um, but you know the midfield with Keaton and Alfredo, they're going to do, they're going to do their thing. So um, that's not a position that I'm necessarily worried about. Do you think, um, you know, in the case that Sands gets pulled back, do you think that that helps or disrupts kind of the system that Cushing looks to have going forward? I think it would help, honestly. I mean, I, I've been kind of surprised based on what we've heard in the press conferences from Cushing and Keaton um, that Keaton is not trying to fill, like, the 10 role. To me, that was, like, the most natural progression with maxi taking off looking at our roster who we have in place to potentially fill a 10 role right we have like maximo who's 14 years old and then we have keaton and i'm not sure who else fits in that role i guess maybe matty but in the first presser cushing said that matty is predominantly going to be playing down the wing um so it doesn't look like there's plans to implement them there so we're, we're stuck with you know the 14 year old and keaton so to me it just makes sense that keaton would be the guy um, and then Keaton ends up talking in the press and he said, yeah, predominantly I'm playing in the six and the eight. Um, that's what I want to do, but I'm not opposed to doing other things for the team. Um, but it just seems like that's where they're kind of locked. So, I mean, I, I almost think we'll have a system where we're not going to play with a 10 like we have uh, in the past. Um, probably more of like a false nine. I know we've talked a little bit about that, Justin. And, you know, probably also from what we've heard even from Talas is it looks like the plan is for him to be up there at the nine. Um and it'll just be interesting to see how it goes because I think his production on the left wing is what made uh, a lot of things work for our team last season. So taking him off that wing, um, like you said, we really need a Matty or a Tiago to step up to it. Otherwise, you know, we could be in deep trouble with production. Definitely. Juan, how do you, how do you feel about a uh, potential Sands return? Oh, the Sands return. I mean... Given how, you know, they've been, like, putting out the news as to how he fell out of favor, I think it's going to be uh, good because, I mean, that gives us a chance to probably put, like, push some players forward, Not maybe not use, who knows, maybe they use Alfredo as part of the defensive line. And we could push him up to the midfield as a defensive midfield. That way, you know, uh, Keaton has a more of a 10 roll, you know, so, I mean, that would be great. I mean, I don't see it, like, I see a lot of people on Twitter or, like, 
uh, kind of split about it, saying like sometimes it's like it's a failure that he didn't really uh, shine as you know many would have expected. But you know when you fall out of favor, like I think sometimes it's up to the managers as well. And like I think you know maybe it's uh, the weather, maybe not not even the language, but you know sometimes people want like or like managers want different things from you. And maybe, you know, that was the case and maybe he didn't trust the player. Sometimes that happens. And, but I think if he's able to come back, hopefully, because we need players. <laughs> if he's able to come back, you know, it's going to be great because, you know, the fans here like love him, love him. And, you know, I think we need, I, I think we we want all the help we need, you know. <laughs> or, how, or how does that saying go? We need all the help we can get, for sure. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, and um, well, I don't know if if you're talking about Sands. Um, I think anyone who would say that that it was a failure is is crazy. Um, he played well for a long time. I remember that season, Rangers. Um, they they signed a lot of players. They 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 had a lot of uh, incoming loans and. Um, players that they were testing out because they were they were changing a lot of things there, um, and then they they happened to do the same thing again this year, where there's a lot of in and out, and they're kind of trying to find their identity again. Um, so to say that it's a failure, I think it was probably Sand's best option at the time, and he just went for it, um, and it just it didn't it didn't work out for either either party. Um, so I think. I'm just hoping if he does come back, it's not going to be a thing where he's kind of just holding out and waiting for another loan. I think that'd be that would be a failure on our end if we didn't at least get a couple of games out of him. Yeah, I mean the sand situation is kind of difficult because you know I feel for him because to him he probably if he I would think if I was Sands if I come back to NYCFC that it does sort of feel like a failure on my part, um, but that that would just be him being hard on himself um but you know when you really look at the the facts of the situation you know he's gone through a manager now um i think brock brockhurst was the first one he got fired and now they brought in michael beal who's been very vocal about not being sure like where sans fit into the team and that's kind of been the story of of sans entire time at the rangers um obviously we all know from like our championship season sans belongs in like a cdm role um, but unfortunately the Rangers have, you know, vets from the Scottish league that have that on lock. So he was kind of forced to fill in, in like a center back role, most of the minutes that he played at the Rangers. Um, and you know, no knock to him, but there were some tough games over there as center back for the Rangers. He had kind of a rough stretch there and I think he lost some of the fans. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? What, what can he do when he's not being played in his position? Um, and, you know, sort of doesn't really fit into the team. So, I don't know. I, I don't think he should be too hard on himself. You know, if he hears this, Sands, we, we still support you. We would welcome you back here. Um, but, you know, I, I then look forward to the future. Like, I wonder what he thinks about the, the projection of his career. Like, if he's going to try to go back to Europe and then how his current experience would affect a team that might want to buy him. Because um, yeah. I, I also think other clubs that may want to buy him in the future would look at it as a failure as well because they won't really know the the intricacies of like what had happened there that's the thing though like i would say like a failure is a, in sense of an opinion but like when you know that the manager itself is like completely saying that you know what i'm not going to pick you because i don't know where you fit not because of yeah. how you play just because like where, where are you going to fit in my system I, like 
that alone should be like, oh, it's not his fault. The manager mm-hmm. just like didn't want, didn't know where to put you, and he like kept you on the bench. So like I wouldn't say for him like to be a failure, he's not like as of right now. It's all um, you know. You have to blame like not blame, but like you have to look at the manager and say, oh, he didn't play him not because he wasn't good, but like he didn't know where to put him. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Just a little background. I just went through their transfers for last season and this season. They're almost at third. They're at thirty plus transfers in, um, with loans, transfer like actual transfer fees, um, and then they brought in Ben Davies on loan from Liverpool, and it's a it's an English manager. What are you gonna do? You know, you're fighting an uphill battle there. It's not gonna happen. So um, yeah. No hard, no nothing hard on on Sands. Um, come back, show that you can do it again with us, and go earn that big ticket somewhere. Yeah, I mean, so for you guys, what is knowing everybody that took off? What is like our biggest need in this team? Like in terms of like positionally, what what do we need more than anything else? If we were to go out and get one more guy, need a striker. Yeah, need a striker. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, and, and it seems like we've been looking for one, too. I mean, I know uh, Fabrizio was talking a little bit about, um, what was his name? I want to say it was like, it was some Polish guy, like Wid- Widerski or something like that. Um, who I guess kind of gave some Polish. Um, I think they got some Belgian guy, um, Van Zier. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I know it sucks to see to see them swooping up a number nine when we really need one. Um, but I guess the good thing is is it looks like we're doing our searching and we're trying to find somebody and Cushing, you know, obviously gives us the boilerplate. We're not going to rush mm-hmm. to sign somebody, um, which is good to hear, but you know, th- there also, I think is an urgency when we've been looking for a number nine for like a year now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how long are we not going to rush? Because the the product on the field starts to suffer the longer that you, you don't have somebody in that place. Um, so yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think, I think nine is the spot where once we address that, um, I think we can make do um, with everybody else that we have, like to be competitive. Yeah. Would you? Who would you guys bring? Um, I mean, off the top of your head, like it doesn't even have to be like a free agent. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could uh, we could uh, swoop in Pogba while we're at it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No, no, not yeah. Pogba. Please no. Please no. <laughs> no Pogba. <laughs> I'll pick one out over Pogba, to be honest. In in a real world, um, that Atlanta striker from a few seasons ago, what was his name? Joseph? Yeah, he's got to be somewhere. I think he he went to Miami. Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went to Miami. And then you have, uh, isn't Ola Kamara free agent too? I mean, I, I feel like one of these proven like mls vets not necessarily like a european vet because i think that's really old mls to to kind of bring these guys in and i'm not sure on what their motivation is all the time um but i think like an old mls vet striker could could be good for us but you know we've seen a lot of them get swooped up already so i don't know i also don't think that that is necessarily the the policy that nycfc kind of typically likes to employ we it seems like we like to look outwards to the world and not do a lot of interleague stuff but then you know we signed free so i don't know where a lot of different things are happening lately yeah i was wondering if we were going to speak on that but uh he's he's got a lot of proving to do that he's not got that philly blood in him anymore 
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he he seemed to like turn full heel on them so far. He was like tweeting about actually wanting to win trophies now and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because you know you see Freeze leave Philly and send some shots their way, um, and then you see Sean leave us and send some shots our way, which I think has been yeah. I I don't think it's been heartbreaking. Um, let me not let me not go full crazy on Sean because I feel like we've been pretty realistic here with him over the course of you know all of our episodes and stuff and like Justin alluded to earlier when he is at his best he is uh, a top one or two keeper in the league it's him and Andre Blake and nobody else is on their level um, so it does hurt to see him go but you know when he starts sending the shots it's just like I, I can't imagine about the stadium like right to the stadium oh. thing like yeah. and then right saying that he wants he's yeah, he's happy to be somewhere where where people actually want him, which I guess he would be talking probably about like David Lee and them not wanting to pay him. But like, you know, fans are going to take it as that we didn't like support you or like you, dude, and we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even before he started like saying this stuff, like a lot of the NYCFC fan base was like, you know, how do you sign with uh, Toronto? Like, kind of like putting him into like as a trader <laughs> before yeah. he said all these things. So. Him saying things about, you know, the stadium and, like, you know, happy with the change and adding it to, you know, how the fan base felt, it's yep. just not going to help when he comes back. Oh, no. <laughs> It'll, yeah. I'm hoping when he does come back, I think the first game we're looking towards for that is is early April. We're going to play them. Um, but I do think it is in Toronto, which sucks because he, he mm-hmm. should be forced to come and face face the jury of Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he will later in the season. But, I mean, now he, he's gotten me to a point where uh, I'm hoping we're, we're winning like 7-0, right? We're setting like scoring records against him. And, and I think, yeah. you know, depending on how the guys feel that day, we, we may have the ability to do it. But it'll be ugly if uh, if we do. My thing is he had one conversation with Drake and now he has an attitude. <laughs> all of a sudden, one conversation, maybe thirty seconds, of time, and he turns to heal. He's in his feelings. <laughs> um, and then free. How do you guys feel about just like before, like we jump into another topic? How do you guys feel about Rasa being like you know, in the shot first few games? I think he's the guy. Yeah. I think I you think Matt him. was. I think Matt was signed, um, just so that so that Barraza didn't get comfortable. Um, but we, we were both saying it last season. We look more comfortable playing out of the back with Barraza. He, he's built for that kind of situation um, where Sean had to kind of be forced to learn that, that way. You know, at first, I don't know if you guys remember, when Sean first signed with us, it was rough playing out of the back. Yeah, it was like pulling teeth for him to, to be able to do that. Um, and Barraza is just naturally built for that. His, his his uh, passing ability and everything like that is just so much better than than Sean's. So like, I think in that regard, um, it's gonna be a big big upgrade. Um, but in shot stopping, yeah, it's gonna be a little rough at first. I think he he has a little bit to grow there. Um, but he's got the excuse of having a not so good defense in front of him. So uh, he's kind of lucky in that sense. No, I trust him. So that's the so, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so, what do you think about captaincy, Juan? Uh, I mean, it, I guess everybody is assuming that it has to be Chanel, and it probably will be. But what we talked about on our last episode is we're not sure 
especially over the course of the entire season, that Chano is going to be playing 90 minutes. I mean, at the end of the playoffs last year, I know that there were like small knocks involved in it, but that's going to happen this year. Um, he's not, I don't think he'll go full 90 every game for the whole season. And please prove me wrong, Chano. But yeah, for sure. what, what do we do in the case of, of, of that? I mean, at that point, you need your captain on the field. I mean, I almost got roasted. <laughs> I mean, you you guys saw my tw- my Twitter a couple of days ago. Was that about I mean, the hack question? The hack question, and that was just <laughs> yeah. out of like you know, like uh, what what's his name? Scott Churchton beat me to my like question about you know the leadership and stuff like that. So I, I ran out of like my top two questions were like taken already. So I'm like, hey, how do you feel about being a captain? And they almost roasted me. On- <laughs> they almost roasted me online because like they kind of understood that I wanted him to be the captain. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. Yeah, just a like, question. <laughs> yeah, it's just a question. But honestly, wild. I'm going to go roasted for this too. But given that the captain <laughs> should be on the field for most of the games, I was going to say Barraza, but even Barraza being the main goalie, it's like for debate right now. But I think Thales Magno should be the captain. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I haven't yeah. heard that one yet. Yeah, Talis Magno, because you know he's got he's going to be playing ninety minutes the games. So. I think Talis has a little bit to grow in terms of um, maturity to to get there. I think he he has a tendency to kind of get in his own head a little bit and and if, have it affect his performances. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I I feel like out of a captain, you need somebody that can not only keep themselves in check, but other people too. Um, so I think Talis has a little, like probably six months to go. Yeah. If he could show that he could keep that mindset up, then yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking in the sense of like a player being on the field constantly. I, I would go yeah. with like Talis Magno. But if let's say we trust this season, we trust Barassa this season. I mean, he does kind of have experience being a captain with NYCFC too. Yeah kind of knows most of the players in this squad now like even like the young players they're coming in from like you know the the reserve team so they he knows most of them so let's say we trust him to be yeah. at goal this season he could be the captain yeah definitely. i think that's a solid shout actually i mean i haven't thought yeah, of it yeah. um and we we look at the players that are actually going to play every minute of the season and i mean how many of those do we have we have talis we have Keaton and Alfredo, GP. and then we have GP, yeah, Chano and and Barraza. If he is if he is the guy, as we all think he is, that is really it. I think every other position is up for grabs, right? We're going to have the positional battle of Alenich and Tavon, and then Tavon, I think, or at least hopefully also having a battle with center backs because I think he has mm-hmm. what it takes to be one. Um, mm-hmm. And if we take him out of the attack, it, it probably helps our team. And then our left back position, I mean, hopefully Kufre ends up being a guy, but if he's not, it's going to be like a rotating door of Kufre, Malde, uh, and Kevin O'Toole. So we're, we're down to like five or six players that will play O'Toole's close to play every like minute. A single second this year. That controversial, Damn. but I don't think he's going to... I know you were hating Kevin there. O'Toole. No, no, not, not hating on him. I think he's going to graduate towards playing his actual position. And mm. um, just because of how unproven Tiago is... And Mati, he's not, you have no idea what he can also do. Also, unproven, yeah. So, I think there's going to be games where O'Toole starts left wing for sure, or or in a striker position. 
because um, we drafted him as a, we drafted him as a forward, and we kind of had to use him as a left back. Yeah, and what if he becomes number nine? <laughs> <laughs> then Coach Joe what will be. Then then we have maybe oh, the Coach second, Joe is <laughs> second best draft pick ever uh, for the club. First being Jack Harrison. Well, it's funny, just a little plug. We are going to be talking to um to Coach Joe coming up like in a, a week or two. So that should be a, a very fun episode because I think uh, a lot of times on the show, Justin and I kind of just are in like a, uh, what do they call it? Um, like a vacuum. Like we agree with yeah. most points that, <laughs> that we talk to each other. Like, um, and So I think it'll be fun to have like a little bit of disagreement. <laughs> yeah, we've never really had a guest on that we don't agree with. I mean, minor, minor things here and there, but... Um... I think Coach Joe, we're gonna disagree with a lot, and that's not that's not a bad thing. I just think it's it is what it is. It's gonna make a fun. It's gonna make a fun. It's gonna yeah. make a fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that'd be interesting. I haven't thought of Kevin O'Toole actually being plugged in uh, as a winger, and he, then I guess he would be in the com- the conversation of you know Matty Tiago um, and Kevin O'Toole having to prove themselves if yeah. they're going to be up there on the wings. Um. And I wouldn't be shocked based on what we've seen from Matty, although I'm the biggest Matty cheerleader. Um, we haven't seen much from him. Tiago has been extremely inconsistent. That's the the worst part of his game. Um, so I, I think it's up for grabs. I mean, if Kevin's around it, then... Because like, the confirmation to me that he was at least going to get a couple of shouts up there was the new signing of the left back. Um because if, if Cushing was comfortable playing him in that position for a full season without at least trying to get somebody else, he would have. And if we were really... Unless mad, he's just, I was going to say, unless he's just regu- or, uh, relegated to NYCFC2, which is where he has started his career with us, um, and he kind of really only came up for the end of last season in the playoffs, um, I'm not sure. But we know Cushing doesn't rate Malday, so you have to assume... Kevin O'Toole then has to be around as the second string left back if if that is what Cushing right. feels. Yeah, we'll see. I just think using him as a forward in a in a team where you're not really that sure of the defense and he, he's proven as somebody that's going to get back, um, it's kind of a no-brainer to me to at least give him a shout if Thiago's not playing well. So then, I mean, looking at looking more at the preseason, what what we've seen so far from the team, I think we've seen a lot of NYCFC two kids trying to. No, no, just just <laughs> tweets from the club, basically. Right. And pictures. You know, we um, get the feed uh, only. It's one of one feed. It goes right to us. Um, and we choose. Yeah. To, oh, choose that's awesome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you guys choose have the plug for the off season. Yeah, that's why we have all the knowledge. <laughs> um. But I mean, from what we've seen, all all we have seen is three goals. Um, Jonathan Jimenez, NYCFC two player, uh, Clevis Haxari, NYCFC two player, and then Talas has a goal as well. Um, aside from that, I think we've I think we've conceded like three or four as well. Um, but it's it's weird to see the the NYCFC two kids getting so much play, and I don't know if that's just because you know GP is absent. Um, and they want to see who might step up this season. But I wonder if we're going to see a lot more uh, mixing between the NYCFC2 and NYCFC rosters this year, kind of as it goes. What do you think? I mean, we have options in NYCFC2. I mean, mean, it's proven with uh, O2. 
I mean, you know, we thought that he was going to be like within uh, NYCFC two for the first season, and he was brought up for a few games this last season, and he he did pretty well. So, like, you know, we have like let's say my <clears throat> good striker. <clears throat> What's the name of? Um, I forgot his name. He oh, just got uh, called out for the national team for his country. Dennis. John Dennis, right? Yes. So he scored like 18 goals in 17 games or something like that. What if he's the answer we were looking for? You know, wild guesses here, you know? So if we were to have, you know, tr like building up a team, stuff, the bases that we have already, like, you know, it'd be one, one or two players that we can actually mo move up. Yeah, no, I, th yeah. I think we'd be crazy not to. Um, if we have a full roster of, of players playing every single week, um, and we're not making the transfers in that you know the fans want. Why would you not pull from from that? You know that's got to be the plan. Uh, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about. Or go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just I want to mention this. Um, this last option. Where is he? Oh my god, I, I forgot his name. Where is he? One second. I don't find Steve from NYCFC too as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th th this is yeah. Nicolas Benacazar. He he plays as a center. Oh. Yeah. He he's been regarded like as the top talent like the whole last season with NYCFC too. He's like everyone's like he's ready. Like even his coach. And it's been only like one season of NYCFC too. And they were like you know everyone's like he's ready. Barraza knows him so. Yeah, tool, yeah. Like, he's a sales type player, um, one that can play in the midfield and play center back. Uh, yeah, he's more of a defensive player though. Yeah. He was like, so what if what if they they choose him to be like one of the options at the defense? So you know. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of players on uh, NYCFC two that I'd love to see come forward um, and mm -hmm. get some minutes. I mean try to develop the youth. I'm I'm the big I'm I'm the guy on FIFA career mode that always plays youth. I I hate playing first team players, so I'd be all for it. So we're gonna be like Ajax and YCFC version. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully we're like uh uh Ajax in terms of the table as well in our league because <laughs> then then we'll all be very happy. There you um, but I mean yeah let's talk a little bit about about predictions for for where we're going to finish um we've been blessed over the last couple years with the performance you know whether or not it's felt like it there's been a lot of a lot of tough times watching for sure but at the end of the season we are consistently um well we've always been in the playoffs um but we're consistently you know i, I would say probably not less than fifth place is that something do you see us finishing like fourth or fifth um this year um <laughs> listen i think that you know if you know we manage like because you know the first games of the season you know, you know the first half of the season per se it's always like a tough one sometimes like you know even if the team is like you know hitting it in every single line you know teams are consistent but then by the second half and like near the playoffs everyone just goes through slump like you know we, you can't really predict as to you know what we're going to be like two or top three <laughs> like you know we came back as champions and we're like struggling and it's like almost the second part of the season and like you know it, it was rough so 
I would say given all the changes that we're going through this season, if we don't get to like in that chemistry, like at least in the, in the defensive line, I see us like scratching playoffs. I think the defense is gonna be our our like you know our, like most. Uh, so yeah, we got to put in more work into that rather than the striker, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Justin? Uh, do I think that we're top four? No, definitely not. I think there's other teams that are, um, you know, doing maybe what we what we would have done in the last couple of years, which is really try to strengthen up. Um, mm-hmm. But I can see us definitely being within playoff contention um, for sure. I think maybe eighth or ninth would be my best guess. Yeah. So scratching in as Not, well. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say ninth, ninth could be no playoffs. Yeah. Right. That is. So we're right on the, I think so, we're right so, on the border of in and out. If then that's it. That's I think like proven. things going well. What's wrong? Like we're here to be proven. <laughs> like what if we yeah, end up being sure. top three, you know, it's like, you never know. It's going to be wild. Yeah. Huh, wow. Okay. I mean, I I feel, and I, I don't know what makes me feel this way, but I feel like fifth place is the I think the spot that will finish. And it's crazy. I was looking it up yesterday. The odds of you know who's to win the MLS Cup this year, and somehow they have us at third most likely to like win the whole thing, which is insane. And usually when you know we're we're betting man at least some of the times when it comes to football. But the question is always like, what does Vegas know that we don't? But I think in this case, it's just Vegas has no idea yeah. what they're talking about in general. Like no, when it comes just, to the MLS, it's crazy. Yeah, no, they're just assuming that that a good team is going to be good the next year, discounting the fact that they lost seven of their best eleven. <laughs> seven out of the eleven. Can you imagine that? Like even like oh god, like there were some Twitter like uh, threats that like show like. What, what players we've missed the last two seasons. So, like, you know, we practically lost the whole team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I no, think from our, our – we talked about it a little bit in the last episode. I think from our championship team, we literally only have Cheneau and, and Alfredo, I think, that were starters. Um, and then Tavon made an appearance, and um, Tales made an appearance as well. But as far as starters go, I mean, we have, like – we have nobody left. We don't even have our manager. It's like – insane the amount of turnover and i don't know if that's just a a product of the mls it probably is that's why it's so hard to repeat in the mls um but it's it's so crazy to think about it's tough to keep fans when you know the players are the guys that you know really drive like emotion and like like i said collins being my favorite player like I, i would tune in games to watch him and watch everybody else so it'll be tough it'll be a tough year i think yeah i think it's the first year in a long time that we don't feel like we're just building onto the team um, for the past like six years or something. It always just feels like we're adding a new piece that's going to make the team better and better and better. And then this year it just seems like the wheels fell off and everyone's gone and we don't know Full what rebuild. the team's going to look like. I was actually expecting this uh, switch to happen after the championship. I was like, you know, everyone had a good season. They had great playoffs and like, they're going to come for Tati. You know, Maxi's going to be like, I'm out. Like, I've done everything. You know, Santi's going to be like, you know, like, they're going to come for him from Europe. Like, you know, I expected this like amount of like exits after the championship because everyone was on a high, you know? 
Yeah. And for like, yeah. them to leave the way they li- they left, I was like, ah, okay, fine. I think maybe it's like, they it's had like, the um, idea to, to go after the Champions League, and then when that didn't happen, they all kind of made the decision, like, we're going to be gone. I, I think that should be priority. I don't even know if it's in the like viewfinder right for the team like but i think getting a berth to the champions league to me uh seems to be like the most important thing that an mls team can do um and then obviously winning it like right now i'm I'm so salty seeing uh the sounders out in egypt playing all alhi in in the fifa club world cup because they won the, the Concacaf champions league it's like so closely that could have been us we you know i remember that game so fondly watching it like we had like 20 shots i remember talis being literally like on the the touch line of the goal and and not putting a simple shot away like it you know it should be us and i think that the champions league is really i think the the ultimate thing for an mls team to kind of get i think in that game we we just or maybe in that season or last season i think we felt that kind of like learning how to play with the pressure like outside mm-hmm. of our home turf I think if we played better, like in that first leg, we would have sealed it, you know, Harrison. Yeah. You know, well, I like, think Maxi was out game. too. I think Chano was out that game as well. It's just, you know, it's tough. But um, I, I was thinking, so we, we had an idea to run through like a, a quick little, a little over-under thing. So we're going to throw out some like goal numbers and point numbers and you just give us like an over-under. Um, on, on where you think we're going to be. So, uh, how many points the team's going to have? So, 49 and a half, what do you think? 49 and And that would okay. probably keep us around, like, fourth to sixth place. For, I think we're going to end up with 38, 39. What do you think, Justin? Uh, well, we get we get the benefit of being able to do this a few times. Um, so as new information <laughs> comes, we get to could just redo it. We can change our answers. Um, so I'm going to go over. You're probably going to quote me on this. So they're going to come after me. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you we, said this 38, 39. Look, we finished with 49. There you go. Yeah, we, week 36, we're posting the clip and we're saying like, Juan hey, Carlos Juan was wrong. Yeah. Well, if it's like if it's like Davi or something, I'm I'm cool with that. I just would hate for it to be like Talis. If Talis was like, "Oh, you said it would be under and it's over," or whatever. Like that, I, then I would feel bad. If it's just like another one of us, I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I'll so go, I'll so go over, over under forty nine and a half. Over. over I, I would say over as well. Um, clean sheets six and a half. Hammer the over. Over okay. Hammer it. You know? Do you do you know how much we had last year? No, I'll go with probably what five. No, so last year we actually had fourteen, but oh, well, like every 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 season prior we had seven. So, and that's with Sean. Oh, uh, and our defense. Over. I'll go the over still mm-hmm. with this new information. Okay, I'll go with twelve. Twelve. <laughs> okay, I, I would say over as well. Um, all right, Tales goals twelve and a half. What was that? I couldn't see you. <laughs> Under, okay. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, 15. 15, okay. I, I would say over as well. Um, yes, and then we yes, can yes. we can forward this clip to Talis' DMs right on uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. Twitter. <laughs> I'll go and Justin can face... 
11. I just, I just want that white jacket that he always uses. <laughs> he uses yeah. That thing's crazy. <laughs> um, awesome. GP goals, nine and a half. Over. I'll take the over on that one. Yeah, I'll take the over too. Um, and then I think this is a tough question mark. Uh, Tiago Andrade goals, six and a half. It's hard to say. <laughs> say seven. <clears throat> seven, so seven. Over. okay. Seven and a throat clearance. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. Basically because he's like, I feel like this offseason is being like, where he has had enough room to prepare, you know, no okay. injuries, like, I, yeah, no injuries and like, you know, full preseason and like, you have no excuse to have like Maxi or like, you know, the, the, the other players, you know, you are the player this season, you know, we're, they're going to trust them. So we'll see what happens. I will go. What are you saying, um, Justin? So my theory on this is going to be, um, so last season, he lit it up in preseason. He was scoring constantly, um, and then he didn't have a good season. This this season, he's not really been seen, right, at all. So I'll go with over. I'm going to go with he's going to have, like, nine goals. Okay. I'll be the I'll be the one to ruin the party. I'm saying under on Tiago. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fully bought into uh, Matty kind of taking the spot from him. Um I think that'd be great, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, under Tiago, I, I I'm not sure if if he's going to be able to make it there. Well, so if we're making a line for Matty, then I think his his Matty line, line's got to be low though. His his line has to be appearances. <laughs> Is he going to make okay, yeah uh, over or under ten appearances? Oh yeah, for sure, way Is over, he, way over. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll put the house on over on that one. Over, he has to be like given minutes, like. What's the point of re-signing him? The thing is, he has to earn it. Yep. He has to earn it. I don't yeah. feel... You know, we had this conversation last season, but I don't feel like he earned minutes last season and he didn't get them. Um, he's got to earn it. I don't really think he didn't deserve or, like, I don't know. It's It was weird for me not to see him at least one game, at least a couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Um... Because I think we saw him, you know, in one of the games. I think the first game that he played and he looked pretty good. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's all the over-unders. So, we'll we'll keep tabs on these. And end of the season, we can come back and let everybody know, you know, we were wrong or Juan was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do, um, we'll do a review and we'll just clip everything that everyone got wrong and just put that up. <laughs> How are you guys uh, yeah, feeling about the schedule change? Are you guys going to go to some games this season, or for sure? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I've um, for the last couple of years, I've had a horrible work schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's fixed now, and so one hundred percent, without a doubt. Great. Yeah, I think the the toughest part. Sometimes the city field games are kind of tough to go to. Um, it's like quite a bit farther than Yankee Stadium, but I think last season we made it out to, I want to say seven games, two at City Field. Um, I think the schedule change will just make it easier on everybody um, to get out there, especially for us. You know, constantly Saturday at night. Um, so yeah, excited to to be at more and then you know see you in person as well. You're one of the few people 
a part of the community that uh, I've gotten the chance to like meet in person. It's like you and like Michael Allen, Davey, um, and then some of the the other press as well. So it's it's always cool to like see you guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's always like good to have that support, you know, from the different outlets, the different people that cover NYCFC, whether it's to like criticize or like to actually keep the backing of the team, you know, it's always good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, I like uh, I like seeing everyone. I like going to the games and having friends to link up with. I think it gives you a different view of the field too, um, that you don't really get a feeling for on TV. Um, mm -hmm. You can kind of see those players that aren't involved in the play, like what they're actually doing when they're not, you know, in the confines of the camera. Um, so it's pretty cool to do. And then the pressers are cool in person too. Um, we we've got a we've got a man up and start asking questions like you want, but uh, that's <laughs> definitely on the on the schedule this year to to do that. I think it's a lot easier in person to do for some, which is weird because yeah. you would think it'd be easier yeah. on camera. Um, yeah. But I don't know, it's hard. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think this is going to be the first season where everything, quote unquote, goes back to normal. Mm. Like, I think this is going to be, you know, with the whole, you know. Apple deal, I think everyone's gonna be like more like high end and stuff. So everything is gonna be hopefully smoother <laughs> than last season as well. A little more corporate. <laughs> yeah, I hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, we get to ask some tough questions now. <laughs> but like, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think I think that about sums it up. Um, thank you, of course, for for joining us here. Um, we'd love to have you on in the future again, and we could talk a little bit about, you know, how the season is going when we're in the the mix of it. Um, the mix and, and, I, I want to like. How's <laughs> yeah. <that going? laughs> yeah. Um, it's gonna be yeah, an then, interesting you know, break, you know. Yeah. Within the season, in the middle of the season, that tournament. <laughs> yeah. The, the league's cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that I think pretty much sums it all up. Um, like I said, we're going to be doing a whole run of guest episodes leading up to the kickoff. Um, I, I think we're trying to churn out like two a week. So we're really going to be in our bag with recording and editing and all that. Um, like I mentioned before, some some big guests coming up like Coach Joe, um, Michael Allen. We're trying to get each of the Blue City Radio guys in here. Um, and then some some undetermined other ones as we try to fill the slots leading up to the stadium. So I think much like this conversation, it's going to be a lot of valuable conversations and it's cool to to talk to you guys face to face and not always over Twitter. It's, it's like, it's fun to kind of share opinions and stuff. So yeah. thanks. No problem guys. As always, you know, thank you for the support and you know, I'll see you guys next time in the future. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Peace.